Welcome to Morning Soap. At Fusion Church, our desire is that every believer would not just attend church, but also hear from God daily through His Word. As we read the Bible, we begin to see how God responds to things. Doing daily devotions repatterns the way we think, transforms the spirit of our mind, and helps us become more like Jesus. Join us here, Monday through Friday, as various pastors and leaders at Fusion Church share devotion and teaching through that day's soap scripture. Download the current soap reading plan at fusionchurch.cc slash soap. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. All right. It's Motivational Monday, the beginning of the week, you know, and God is in control no matter what's going on. Let us uh, begin with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for this day that you have made. I thank you that you have kept us in your hands, Father God. You have kept us from harm and you have brought us unto this day. For this is a day that you have made and I will rejoice and be glad in it. I thank you for this morning and I thank you for your speak to our hearts, Father. Meet us, Father God, just where we are at, Father God. And I just thank you for what you're doing, what you have done, and what you're going to continue to do. And we ask all this in Jesus' precious name. Amen and amen. All right, stretch if you need to, stretch if you need to. Amen. We are in Numbers 20. Numbers 20 and Pastor Jason is reading. All right. Good morning. Numbers 20, and I am reading from the New King James Version. <clears throat> then the children of Israel, the whole congregation, came into the wilderness of Zin in the first month, and the people stayed in Kadesh, and Miriam died there and was buried there. Now there was no water for the congregation, so they gathered together against Moses and Aaron. And the people contended with Moses, saying, If only we had died when our brethren died before the Lord. Why have you brought up the assembly of the Lord into this wilderness, that we and our animals should die here? And why have you made us camp up out of Egypt to bring us to this evil place? It is not a place of grain or figs or vines or pomegranates, nor is there any water to drink. So Moses and Aaron went from the presence of the assembly to the door of the tabernacle of meeting, and they fell on their faces, and the glory of the Lord appeared to them. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Take the rod, you and your brother Aaron together, gather the congregation together. Speak to the rock before their eyes, and it will yield its water. Thus you shall bring water. Excuse me. Thus you shall bring water for them out of the rock and give drink to the congregation and their animals. So Moses took the rod from before the Lord as he commanded him. And Moses and Aaron gathered the assembly together before the rock. And he said to them, hear now, you rebels, must we bring water for you out of this rock? Then Moses lifted his hand and struck the rock twice with his rod. And water came out abundantly, and the congregation and their animals drank. Then the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron, said, and Aaron, because you did not believe me to hollow me in the eyes of the children of Israel, Therefore, you shall not bring this assembly into the land which I have given them. This was the water of Meribah, because the children of Israel contended with the Lord, and he was hallowed among them. Verse 14. Now Moses sent messengers from Kadesh to the kingdom of Edom. Thus says your brother Israel, you know all the hardships that has befallen us, how our fathers went down to Egypt, and we dwelt in Egypt a long time, and the Egyptians afflicted us and our fathers. When we cried out to the Lord, he heard our voice and sent the angel. And brought us up out of Egypt. Now here we are in Kadesh, a city on the edge of your border. 
please let us pass through your country. We will not pass through fields or vineyards, nor will we drink water from wells. We will go along the king's highway. We will turn. We will not turn aside to the right hand or to the left until we have passed through your territory. Then Edom said to him, you shall not pass through my land, lest I come out against you with the sword. So the children of Israel said to him, we will go by the highway. And if I or my livestock drink any of your water, then I will pay for it. Let me only pass through on foot, nothing more. Then he said, you shall not pass through. So Edom came out against them with many men and with a strong hand. Thus Edom refused to give Israel passage through his territory. So Israel turned away from him. 22. Now the children of Israel, the whole congregation, journeyed from Kadesh and came to Mount Hor. And the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron in Mount Hor by the border of the land of Edom, saying, Aaron shall be gathered to his people, for he shall not enter the land which I have given to the children of Israel, because you rebelled against my word at the water of Meribah. Take Aaron and Eleazar his son, and bring them up to Mount Hor, and strip Aaron of his garments, and put them on Eleazar his son, for Aaron shall be gathered to his people and die there. So Moses did just as the Lord commanded, and they went up to Mount Hor in the sight of all the congregation. Moses stripped Aaron of his garments, and put them on Eleazar his son. And Aaron died there on the top of the mountain. Then Moses and Eleazar came down from the mountain. Now when all the congregation saw that Aaron had, was dead, all the house of Israel mourned for Aaron 30 days. Amen. 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 All right. All right. Good word this morning. Good word this morning. Before I begin this morning, I just want to thank Fusion. I want to thank all my brothers and sisters out there who have been keeping our family in your prayers and in your thoughts. Uh, Mom was, was laid to rest on Thursday uh, and all went well. My sister from Florida who had the heart attack was able to drive up and spend a couple of days with us. Um, she's on the road now uh, back home. But again, your prayers have been received. Your prayers, you know, have been felt. And I just wanted to take this moment and just thank all you guys for uh, stepping up and keeping us in your thoughts and prayer. And that comes from me, from Pastor Jason and from my family. All right. Now let's get into this word right here. You know, you know, this, the, the people of Israel, you know, they, they can't, they, they, I think they were so hard headed, you know, they don't, they don't, they, they don't learn. They didn't learn, you know, because they will always have something to complain about. You know, right here in verse uh, two, it says, and there was no water for the congregation. So they gathered against Moses and Aaron, you know, they had a habit of doing this when things didn't go their way. You know, sometimes people just want to complain and they have a right to complain, you know, but sometimes, you know, they, they do that when things don't go their way. And, and even with this, you know, with this complaint back in, in, in chapter 16, they complained to the Lord twice in, in that chapter. And the Lord was already tired. You know, God can become tired of hearing. You, you get tired of hearing somebody complain to you over and over and over and over again. Well, that's what they were doing. Back in, uh, in Numbers 16, 21, he said that the Lord was so upset with the congregation that he even said, separate yourself from the congregation that I may consume them in a moment. That's the anger of God. You know, because they were constantly rebelling. And in, in 1645, it says, the Lord tells Moses, get away from among the congregation that I may consume them in a moment. So twice 
in one chapter, the Lord is saying, I'm going to consume them. You know, I'm going to consume them for their disobedience. But yet here in, in chapter uh, 20, it's happening all over again. And I get it. And I get it. Sometimes, you know, things don't go right. But, you know, sometimes you could do the best you can with what you got. You know, do the best you can with what you got. And here in verse and in verse three, now look at verse three, it says, and the people contended with Moses and spoke, saying, if only we have died with our brethren when they died before the Lord. Now, you know, so if only we would have died before. Now, and I was thinking about that. So back in back in Numbers 11, 1, another time that they were that they that they were complaining. You know, that they were going against Moses at the, um, the Lord responded to them. Look what it says there. It says in, in uh, Numbers 11, 1, it says, and when the people complain, it displeased the Lord. Come on. Because, you know, we can, if things don't go right, there has to come a moment that we are growing in the Lord. We cannot always stay as babies in the Lord. We have to grow, and you know, from one circumstance to the next circumstance. It says, he, the Lord was displeased and the Lord heard it and his anger arose so that fire of the Lord burned among them and consumed some of the outskirts of the camp. So the Lord was upset. And guess what? Some people perish because of the anger of the Lord. Some people perish because, you know, they were complaining. But yet, even with that, that happened before that they can remember here, they're still complaining, you know. It was, it was like, you know, like, what? You know, like this, they're saying, we should have died. You should have let us die before. So they were not even fearing the Lord, you know? And then it goes even further than that. In verse four, it says, why have you brought us, you know, the, uh, in, uh, the assembly if they, into the wilderness, you know, that we and our animals should die? Why, why, why? You know, it sounds like a bunch of little kids, you know what I mean? Wah, 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 wah. You know how they come up to you complaining all the time, you know? So that's, that's probably why they were sounding to the Lord because they were complaining. And he says in verse five, why have you made us come out of Egypt? Now look at this. Why have you made us come out of Egypt? While they were in Egypt all that time, while they were in slavery all that time, all they were doing was crying before the Lord. You know, they, were, they wanted to be free. So here the Lord has set them free. The Lord do, did miracles before them. And now they're saying, why didn't you just let us die there? Why did you bring us into the, the, the wilderness? You know, it says there to bring us to an evil place. It is not a place of grain or figs or vines or pomegranate. Now, I looked at this particular couple of words in here, figs, pomegranates, grain, well, wasn't it back in, in, in chapter 13 when they sent the spies out to, you know, for the promised land that they came back and they brought a big vine that two men had to carry? And, and they were saying that the fruit is plentiful. You know, the vines are great. But yet back then, you know, they heard the report of not of the Lord, but the report of man. And they themselves, you know, uh, didn't believe. They themselves didn't believe because of their disbelief, because of them not being obedient. That's why they find themselves in the place that they are right now, because of unbelief and, and you know, uh, for the Lord. So, again, why, why, why? This is what the people are saying, you know, 
you know, and, and like they, they forgot what God did for them, the plagues in Egypt, you know, how the God delivered them, how God took them through the Red Sea, and they were able to walk on dry ground, you know, you know, how, how God was with them, led them to safety at that time. But here they're saying, I wish I was back. I wish I was back where I was at. We need to be careful what we're saying when we are going through a difficult situation. We need to be careful what are we professing, what we are declaring, you know, because, you know, those words that come out of our mouths, you know, they're either going to produce life or death because that's what the word of God says. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. So we have to make sure that we watch ourselves. And these, and these guys weren't watching themselves. They were complaining. They were complaining all this time, you know, but I know that we serve a God who is merciful. We serve a God of grace. We serve a God that promised that he would never leave us nor forsake us. And that's what we're supposed to be proclaiming. In Psalms 103 verse 8, he says, the Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger. So, you know, when God was upset over here, it took a lot to make him angry. It took a lot to make God angry against the people because it says there that he's slow to anger and abundantly in mercy. He wants to give you mercy. He wants to give you grace. He wants to give you favor. You know, he wants to meet you where you're at, you know, and no matter how heavy the load may be, my brothers and my sisters, the Lord promises to be there with you. And like I said earlier, before I began, you know, you know, when my mom passed away and my sister had a heart attack all in one day, you know, you know, are you wondering? You say, oh my God, when does he end? You know, and 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 you're plan and you're making plans over here. And my my brothers and my sisters are making plans with my sister trying to figure out what's going on. There's so many questions, there's so many things that we don't know. But you know, we serve a God that is merciful, that sustains you, and he holds you together. If it wasn't for the Lord, I wouldn't have lost it. If it wasn't for the Lord, I would not have peace. If it wasn't for the Lord, I would not have joy. Because guess what? My mom got her, her, her desire. You know, she wanted to go to with the Lord. She wanted to walk the streets of gold in heaven. You know, she wanted to be there, you know. And guess what? And my sister, after having surgery, was even able to come over here and, and, and be with us for a couple of days. That's a miracle in itself. Who else will have... You know, at the three clock arteries, had two operations, and within two or three days was able to make it over here. You know, and I look at that, I say, like, wow, this is the grace of God. This is the mercy of God. And that's who the God that we serve. We serve a powerful and awesome God, you know, and we need to look at all that God has done for us and be thankful for it. That's why the word of God says, remember what the Lord has done. Remember all the benefits that you have gained. Remember the testimony that you have had before, because that testimony that you have had before will take you over the hump in the situation that you are today, because God is gracious and full of mercy. And look what it says in verse six. It says, so Moses and Aaron went, went from them, you know, and went to the presence of God. You know, and they fell on their faces before God because they were they were they were themselves saying like, oh, my goodness, sex, what are we going to do? They're against us again, because, you know, if God got tired, how do you think these guys felt? 
<laughs> this guy is this guy's a, a, fl a flesh and bones, you know. So, you know, so they they're dealing with this. So they fell on their faces before the Lord, you know, you know, and and and, and that right there, and it says that the Lord appeared to them. That right there touched me because and the Lord appeared to them. And it just, it just gave me that thing that, you know, wherever you call upon the Lord, he's there. Whenever you reach out to him, he's there. Whenever you speak his name, he's there. He hears you. And he is there. And just like he was there for them, he is there for you. He is there for me. We serve a mighty and powerful God. And it says in verse 7, and the Lord spoke to Moses, verse 8, and the Lord tells him, the Lord tells him now, take, take the rod, you and your brother, Aaron, gather the congregation, gather the people, and speak to the rock. He says, speak to the rock before their eyes, you know, before their eyes, that it would yield water, that they will have water for themselves and from the congregation and for the animals you know so so god was telling him go out and speak to the rock go out and do this and i will take care of the rest that's what god told him. go out and speak to the rock you know the lord told moses take that rod gather the people and speak to the rock we always need to hear the voice of god and what he is saying and sometimes when God speaks, we can be so involved in the situation that we're in that we mishear what we're supposed to be hearing. Or we thought God said something else, you know, because it, look what it says. Look what it says in 10. It says, and Moses and Aaron gathered the people together before the rock. And he said, you know, to them, you know, he said to them, what did God say to them? God didn't tell him to go speak to the people. God didn't tell him to go speak to the people. You know, God said to, uh, to, to Moses and Aaron, you know, you know, to speak to the rock. For here we see that he's going to speak to the people. You know, he's going to speak to the people. And, and so in other words, Moses already was out of order. Moses already was doing what he wanted to do what he felt that he needed to do, you know, because why? Because I feel that Moses was angry at this time because he was also tired. Just like God was tired of hearing the people's complaint, so was Moses, you know, that he was also tired of hearing it, you know, and, and, and now, you know, and, and by Moses doing what he shouldn't be doing, it's going to get him in trouble. It's going to get him in trouble, you know, he says there, he says there, you know, here now, you know, he says, here now, you rebels. Here now, you rebels. You know, did God ever say that word to, to Moses to tell the people? Absolutely not. You know, and he says there, must we. And who is we? Moses and Aaron. It had nothing to do with God at the moment. You know, Moses, you know, now we, you know. You know, must we bring water for you? In other words, like, this is what I got to do now? Do I have to do this to you now? That was Moses' attitude. And because of Moses' attitude, you know, and because of, the, of his unfaithfulness, you know, to the word of God, because God never told him to say that, you know, he's going to have to answer to that. 
And he said, look what it says in verse 11. Then Moses lifted up his hand and struck the rock twice. God never said to struck the rock twice, but he did. And water came out of it, you know. And, but Moses did not do what God has called him to do. He said to speak. And Moses, because he was upset, you know, he was upset. He did that out of anger. But, you know, when I was reading the word, you know, I look back to Exodus 17, verse 6. And it, and it was another time that the, the people needed water. And it said, behold, I will stand before you, the Lord says, there on the rock of Herod, and you shall strike the rock, you know, and water will come out of it. And the people may drink, and Moses did as the Lord has asked. So at that particular time, the Lord said, strike this rock. But this time he said to speak to the rock, to speak to the rock. Just open up your mouth, you know, speak to the rock, and I will do the rest. He never, and again, I'm going to emphasize, the Lord never told him to say anything to the people. But he said it to the people. He, he pretty much, he pretty much cussed them out, you know. He called, he, he's like, you rebels, you know. Must, I, must we always be, you know, hearing you and always be meeting your needs? And the Lord never said that. The Lord said, just speak to the rock and let them see, you know. And that anger cost them the blessing that anger caused the blessing of the lord you know and then because look what it says here verse 12 then the lord spoke to moses and aaron because you did not believe me wow you did not believe me he's not talking about the people he's talking about moses and aaron and and hollow me in other words give me reference in the eyes of the children of Israel, you know that was a time that that was a moment that that Moses could have, you know could have uplifted the name of the Lord and said, you know, the Lord God, you know, He's going to meet your needs, and then speak to the rock, and as the water come out, the people are going to say, "Wow, look at the miracle of the Lord." But no, you know, because you kept that, you know, therefore you shall not bring this assembly into the land which I have given them. In other words, you are not going to lead them into the promised land because of their disobedience, because they decided to do what they wanted to do. They decided to take the place of God and, and, and judge. And that's why we need to be careful ourselves, my brothers and my sisters, that we judge not, you know, we judge not because we all are not perfect, you know. And I know you got those in your, those in your home, you got those in your family and you got those around you that sometimes you just want to, you know, you just want to wrap your little hand, you know, you know, around the little neck and say, you know, okay, we have the program, you know, but we can't do that because we're going to lose out because they did not, you know, and what, and what happens here? Because you did not believe me, because you did not honor me, because you did not acknowledge me, the Lord, because you did not give me the glory that belongs to me, you shall not enter the promised land. That's pretty much what he was saying there in verse 12. Because you didn't believe, because you didn't honor, because you didn't acknowledge, you know, because you, you kept the, the, the praise to come to me from the people, you know, you would not enter the promised land. What a price. What a price that they have to pay for that. You know, and, and, and because of this, you know, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go right now to uh, verse 24. You know, it says there in verse 24, the Lord told Moses, you know, 
that the Aaron shall be gathered to his people. In other words, Aaron is going to die. Every time you hear that word, gather to his people, it's not mean that they're having a party. It does not mean that they're having a get-together. It means that somebody's about to die. Gather to his people, for he shall not enter the land which I have given. And you know, another thing right here, which I have given. God is constantly saying, I have given. You know, I have given them the land. And yet here they are, all these years in the desert, all these years going around in circles. But God, from the very beginning, you know, back in 13, in chapter 13, the Lord said, I have given them the land. I have given them. Here again, God is reaffirming his promise. You know what? Because God's promise, you know, doesn't, doesn't depend upon everybody what's going on. God's promises that he has given shall be fulfilled. Our position is just to continue to claim them, continue to believe, continue to hold on, continue to keep your faith, continue to move forward. You know, again, it, just because I don't see it, that doesn't mean that it's being that it's being denied. You know, it's coming. Your blessings are coming. Your prom the promises that God has given you are coming. All we need to do is just to hold on to those promises, even though times are difficult, even though times you feel that you are in the storm of life and the wind is blowing in different direction. Hello, been there. I can say been there, done that, you know, and going back and forth and being shaken. But guess what? We need to refocus. We need to refocus and we need to refocus on the word of God and his promises because his promises shall be fulfilled, you know. And that's what God is saying right here. I have given them to the children of Israel. And he tells them, because you rebel against my word, you know, because you rebel. They're disobedient. Aaron's disobedience, Moses' disobedience will keep them from entering the promised land. And in verse 26, you know, the, the Lord tells him, you know, get Aaron and get his son, Eliza, his son, you know, and go into this mountain, you know, and, and there you're going to strip Aaron of his, of his priestly garments, you know, of who he is. You know, and it, because he says, he says they have more and verse 28, Moses, you know, uh, stripped Aaron of his garments and pulled him at Eleazar, his son. And it says, and Aaron died there on the top of the mountain. You know, this, this was supposed to be when you pass it on to the next generation, when you pass on the baton from one, from one captain to the next captain, that's supposed to be a celebration. You know, so here, instead of this being a, a time of honor, a time of respect, you know, it was a time of death for Aaron, you know. So, you know, because he says that they, and they stripped and that word stripped back in the military, you know, when they strip you of, uh, of your rank, you know, pretty much they just tear the ranks out of your out of your shoulder. It is a time of disgrace, you know, but here but it, and it should have been a time of them of of. Uh, Aaron honoring his son, you know, and Aaron being honored as the, the priest of the Lord. But yet here he is being stripped. He is being stripped of that because he was not going to enter the promised land. And his time has come to an end. You know, what should have been done in, in, in a time of blessing, what could have been done became a time of sorrow because of the rebellion against the Lord. You know, you know, what can we learn from this? You know, I was saying to myself, you know, 
Never take the Lord for granted. Never take the Lord for granted. Hear his voice and obey his voice. You know, never take the Lord for granted because his promises to you and I shall come to pass. Shall come to pass. We need to be grateful and we need to be thankful no matter what we're going through, no matter what's happening around us. We need to acknowledge the Lord and give him the praise and give him the glory. You know, while I was while I was in at the at, at the, my mom's funeral the, the, on Thursday, I was there, you know, and everybody's doing their thing. You know, I was totally shocked that one of my 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 ex bosses from the base. You know, I'm 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 there and I and I'm just observing what's going on. I turn around and here's this big guy that he was my my sergeant at the base and he was there. You know, and 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 he pretty much told me, you know. I just needed to be here. I just needed to be with you for this moment, you know? And I said, and I said, who am I? You know, who am I? For he knew me. He knew my heart while I was at the base. He had my back while I was at the base in the military. And yet he showed up, blew me away. But not only that, this young kid, <laughs> this young kid named Miguel, it was a kid that came into the base I'm, I was the first line supervisor there, and I take him under my wing. I'm the one that has to bring him up to, to par and what we do there, give him the rules, the do's and don'ts, and all that kind of stuff, and help him along the way, help him to build himself up and grow in the military. He was there. And I said, what are you doing here? He says, well, I wanted to bring, show you respect. You know, I wanted to come over here. And I, and I said, really? And I, you know, because this little kid, I didn't think I did that great a job. And he says, he tells me, because you was there for me, I wanted to be here for you. You see, and that's honor and that's respect. So I was blown away by this. And I said, like, wow, you know, a lot of times, you know, we take for granted what we do. We take for granted what has happened. And God always wants to remind us. Remember your testimony. Remember all those times that you have been tested, when you have gone through the storms of life and God has brought you out. And I remember all those times and I give him the praise and I give him the glory. That's why, you know, we can go through a hard time and a difficult time, but then we have to refocus. We have to refocus on the Lord and not point fingers and not blame, not none of that stuff, you know, because what greater gift do we have than the gift that the Lord has given us? He has given us his love. He has given us his mercy, his compassion. He has given us salvation to Christ Jesus. And he also has bring healing to our bodies, healing to our hearts. Because you know why? Because my mom is in glory. No more pain. No more suffering. She's up there running around. Be mom. You know, be my mom. You know, and, and, and my sister, praise God. You know, she's re recovering. She's healing daily. She's dealing daily because, you know, who else would you think of that will have three clock arteries, have two surgeries, and, we, and within days be able to travel from Florida to New Jersey to visit mom, you know? That's a miracle in itself. 
That's a miracle in itself. So I have a lot to be grateful for. I have a lot to be thankful for because my mom graduated and guess what? And my sister's recovery, you know what I mean? And, and, and I could be here this morning and I could testify, testify of the goodness of God, testify of what he has done and what he's going to continue to do in our lives and in our home. So my brothers and my sisters, on this glorious Monday morning, I'm celebrating life. I'm celebrating what the Lord has done. And I'm expecting great things. I'm expecting great things for the Lord. You know, because, you know, going back to the word, and then I'm done because I'm, I ran out of time already. You know, in Deuteronomy 34, you know, Moses passed. Moses died. You know, and it says there, I have caused Moses, you know, the Lord said, I have caused Moses to see. See it with your eyes, the land, the promised land, but you shall not cross over and Moses died. That's what the Lord told Moses in Deuteronomy 34. So Moses, you know, because of his disobedience here, he did a lot of other things, a lot of great things, but because he messed up here, that cost him. We need to keep ourselves in check. And we need to keep ourselves focused on who is important, which is the Lord Jesus Christ. My brothers and sisters, my time is done. My time is done. I pray that you got something out of this uh, this morning because, you know, God is good and God is wonderful. And God is going to meet you right where you are. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for my brothers and my sisters. I thank you, Father God, because we can get excited about your word, excited, Father God, because in all these, Father God, in all these books, you're constantly reminding us who you are, that you are holy God, that you are a merciful God, you are a comforting God, you are a delivering God. And Lord, your word says that you will never leave us, nor forsake us, nor abandon, no matter what's going on, no matter how we feel and what we see in front of us, Father, you're still in control. Your hand is still extended to us, Father, because your word says that you hold us in the palm of your hand. And if we are there, we're in the best place possible. I pray that you will be with my brothers and sisters throughout this week. I pray, my Lord, that revival will come into their lives, into their homes, into their family, Father. I pray that this fire of revival that is touching the land, Father God, will continue, Father God, to spread for not only to the colleges, Father, but to the churches, my Lord God, to the different ministries, Father, that, that your word will go forth with power, Lord God, and that your word, my Lord God, will be honored, and that you will receive all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. Thank you for this time. Be with them, keep them, and guide them, Father God, for we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Have a blessed week, my brothers and sisters. I love you in the Lord, and we see each other at the soon, very soon. And I thank you again for all that you guys have done for me and my family. God bless.